This podcast contains strong language and some adult content. If you are easily offended, this show might not be for you. Hello everybody, this is Dakota from Media Dungeon, your DM for the night. I'm here to let you guys know that if you want to get ahead of the schedule, or if you want to get involved in some behind-the-scenes content, check out our community page, Media Dungeon, on Facebook. If you want to help us out, tell your friends about the show. Word of mouth is super important and we'd really appreciate it. With that out of the way, let's jump right into tonight's episode of Myth and Murder. Party found themselves inside the headquarters of the Fable Dawn. Sammy was captured and interrogated by a man known as Weaver. She escaped with the help of Micah. You guys warp to the warehouse. Yeah. Where there is a sleeping Luke who freaks the fuck out the, the instant two people suddenly appear in the living room where he is currently laying. Oh, he is yet to have a bed, figure out room accommodations or anything. I'll stumble over to like a chair to sit down <laughs> our, our most bloodproof recliner. Luke rushes over. What happened? Are you okay? Could you get me something to drink? We have liquor uh, And he like looks around and he goes like fumbling into the kitchen area. Micah walks over and he takes a sit right next he, to He you. takes a sit. Uh, and he like sits at the at the counter. Uh, he, he seems to be making light of the situation. He doesn't really seem to be like super worried about you. He does like the stereotypical like tap on the counter like as if... Luke is going to like serve you at a bar. <laughs> Micah, thank you so much. I when I called you, I didn't know if you were gonna be he, able to come. He silently just like waves his hand <laughs> at you, like man, what? A, don't worry about it, kind of thing. It's kind of saved my life, so I appreciate it. He just kind of looks at you and says, "Where do you want me? Where do we go from here?" That's a great question. I check my phone for all of the texts. Uh, I have a lot of information that Holcomb needs to know. Would it be? Best if I tell you and you could take it to him? No, I can take it to him. We might want to wait until morning. Luke brings whatever glasses and liquor he can find in this place that he's <laughs> not familiar with. Yeah, he's been like there for like a week like or so. It, it's been like two days. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know it seems like a week, but you guys don't sleep. A lot of shit happens in a day for you guys because you don't have to sleep. We also <laughs> did do that whole like month and in the Feywild yeah. that yeah. didn't you guys, actually you guys, happen. You guys mm -hmm. did an eight hour rest in the last like 72 hours. <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I give Micah the um, the link to all the footage that my body cam got, like the oh. cloud account. <laughs> right. And I'm like, I don't know if Holcomb knows this, but it's not just a couple of dissatisfied mythicals. It's like a well-armed and funded operation. He's like, this is a militia, basically. Yeah, underneath our feet. Yeah. Ready to go. <laughs> yep. Uh, and all of them are willing to die, kill, and torture for their cause. Seems to be a little bit deeper than just the Von Cross, but... We could cave it all in, but I'm assuming you guys probably aren't about that life. 
To be fair, we did talk about torching the entire thing, so like... That's probably a little worse. I <laughs> I love how much you and Micah like get each other. Like, Michael, why you gotta take the moral high ground on me? <laughs> what, we're not gonna mulch them? Is that why you're upset? Luke is horrified. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I'll tell, I'll catch Luke up with what's happening. Right. Cause Micah, I have like pieces of skin stripped off me and yes. stuff. Um, so Micah's gonna head out and go inform Holcomb of all of this, show him yeah. the footage and things like that. Also tell Micah about, because I have it written down, to tell Micah to tell Holcomb about the, not only the radical mythicals that are down there, but the ones that are injured and homeless uh, and who are just there because they have a place. So if we had right. a clinic, if we could talk to Victor, if we could open up some kind of... Gotcha. Yeah. Goodwill type thing for Faye folk. That would be great. Right. If we could get more information on the woman named Cassiana, that would be great. I might have a bone to pick with her. And then to keep eyes over at R&D Lumber, because that seems to be their biggest hideout, but not their only one. He takes all that information and he heads out. Sean, where'd we leave you? Were you still just kind of... I was. I made my way back into the main... Uh, concourse of right. beds, the the ar the armored underbeds, and they should rethink, and it's an ocean nightmare. But <laughs> you guys would easily be able to escape the mm -hmm. compound without anyone noticing you, because there seems to be some kind of commotion coming from like the inner room. A lot of guards, not all of them, just a lot of them, <laughs> head off in that direction. With this is the perfect opportunity for you to slip out. Uh, down the main hallway and up through the staircase that leads out the large trunk mm -hmm. hidden away in the back of the storage container. Head out into the lumber yard where there's still some guards walking around the perimeter. Is the power back on? <laughs> Probably about four or five o'clock in the morning at this point. They had lost power around like one. It's, it's not, not on. <laughs> it's not on. You get back to the SWAT van. We still have some bodies in here, right? Yeah, we still have th three bodies in here. Where, where yes, are you there at? Are some dead bodies in here. Where are you at, girl? <laughs> I send to Sammy Friedson. So where are you? I got going I got, back to the warehouse with these three dead bodies. Yeah, because dead man tells some tales. Donate them to Carl. <laughs> uh, first, I, I mean, I have to have eventually, <laughs> necessarily, not right off the bat. Because I remember specifically him saying, John, John saying, quote. I'm gonna find you some more bodies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want any part of that. You guys head back to the warehouse, and you see that they're just now pulling in and heading inside, and very suspiciously bringing in what looks like it could possibly be covered hey, up bodies. Hey, we have a duffel bag. You're gonna fold up these men. We're gobbing them inside. Oh, I am not gonna let you do that. Cause these are people, and I maybe feel kind of bad at this point. Because <laughs> I turn also... off all the lights and just carry them inside. That's the weirdest thing that's dragged into this warehouse. You turn off the porch don't light and have... you just drag the dead bodies into the yeah, door. Yeah, do we have no like a garage with all of your? No, the swap van goes into the uh, the it's parking a, garage. That's yeah, next there's door, a parking garage that's lined up door. with his secret emergency exit. Got tunnel. it. <laughs> Right. Um, so you guys drag these dead bodies through the emergency exit tunnel and up mm -hmm. through the back entrance. Hey guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna walk in and preface to Luke 
that this isn't for the light of stomach. Brace yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we can leave it in the we other room. Bring, yeah, and then bring like, in when yeah. Luke's not here. It's good to get him get conditioned into this. Yeah. As early as <laughs> I feel like that's what Ben would be saying. Yeah. He's going to see it at, at some okay. point. So. I guess I would probably come in at that point and like be carrying them with some respect and be yeah. like, I'm going to put you to rest after this, I promise. <laughs> At least one of you will find rest. <laughs> oh my God. The commotion of the party dragging these bodies is enough to stir Carl. And mm. Carl comes down out of his lab, down the, the spiral staircase, like looks over like the, the banister mm. off of the, uh, the second floor mm. and looks down into the living room where you guys are. And he's like, oh, cool, cadavers. And he like comes <laughs> down the stairs and <laughs> be like, I told you. <laughs> 26 perception check on Carl to notice if there's anything out of his normal. I'm sorry, what was 26. it? 26. 26 perception. Shit. I rolled a 19 and I have a plus seven. So. You know this man. Um, <laughs> his eyes seem to be sunken in a bit more than usual. It looks like it could be more than just lack of sleep. Potentially a necrotic like he might energy. Be, like he might be sick or something of that nature. Hey Carl, how long have you been spending with that Darkwood? Uh, since when? Like, like today or like since you gave it to me? I hold up my small compact mirror. <laughs> And he, kinda, he like looks into it and kind of like pulls down on his eyelid. He's like, "Oh God!" Uh, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, I, I should probably get some sleep. Yeah. I haven't been uh, doing that." For <laughs> as, as that's kind of going on, I want to put my hand on his shoulder, and be like, "If you ever need just a quiet moment of rest, friend," and like gesture towards my room. That's <laughs> right. Uh, I, I would. Carl's like, "I would water." <laughs> I would recommend you spend some. Hours outside the lab each day. You know, you, yeah. can, you can sleep in my room. I'll, uh, I'll, I'm, I'm gonna go to bed. I know, I know it's still early, but I can, I'll stay up late tomorrow. At your own pace. <laughs> Be safe. It's boob. <laughs> um, once he has shuffled himself off to bed, I would like to go up and into his laboratory just to see. Benjamin, you head up into the lab. And everything seems to be normal except like on his main island desk where he has most of the Darkwood information and paperwork and books and everything. There is a, a black box that seems to be made out of some type of unrecognizable material about the size of what the Darkwood staff is. And you look at it and it looks almost stone or metal-like and you like tap on it and it seems like it's not hollow. At first it, it you don't really recognize what this could be but then you start looking at it some more and you think that maybe Carl might be going a little overboard on the sealing this stuff away when he's not actively working on it. And you know that it's dangerous but you've seen him working on this for the last like few months and there have been nights where he hasn't done this. It seems like maybe he's getting to the point where he's worried any time that it's not within his eyeshot. I mean, I'd mention it to everybody. Um, we should contact Wolfgang. I would agree and oh, offer to do suck. that. Perhaps not tonight. I need to take a nap. Uh, five points of lay on hands would help him. Yeah, I would say that in the morning. I'm like, I'm I would take a nap. 
Yeah, you take a nap and you put your hands all over Carl in the morning. I'll ask first. Yeah. <laughs> you did invite Carl to your bed tonight, so like... <laughs> You're like, not to be um, weird or I will also offer Luke my room, because I'm sure I have a room. I just never use it because I don't sleep. Because you don't need to, yeah. <laughs> so okay. I will you tell him, stuff in, in, there. in the time being, you have an outlet. take your yeah. stuff in there. If I ever get out of this honking metal cage, I will... Right. I will. He grabs up his pillow, his blanket, his backpack, and his iPhone charger, and he goes into his, the, the new bedroom. I call Victor. <laughs> yeah, he's up okay. there. Yeah. Yeah. He's, 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 he's like, like, I'm about to go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was just I don't know. Just me. <laughs> I'm just laying down on my back. Um, I have some questions for you, Victor, and I think you should come by whenever you're free um, just to, to chat. Uh, yeah, he agrees to that. He'll come down and talk with you guys tomorrow at some point. Cool. It, it's gonna be, you know, dark. it's dark. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, I, I know, Victor. He's like, unless it's urgent, he can make it during the day. But it is a bit easier for him to travel at night. In this world, it's not super strange to see vampires. Right. Traversing the world during the day with the help with the of hoodies like, and like yeah, dark clothes and umbrellas and gloves and shit. <laughs> I uh, put my hand over the, the earpiece of the phone and I turn to everybody else who's nearby and I'm like, is this is this urgent? Do we need him before yeah. tomorrow night? Yeah, probably. Not like now now, I'd but like come now. Here. Come here? Oh, okay. Shit could go down before then. Okay. He can spin that. So everybody rests up, recovers. Spell slots and hit points and all that jazz. And at this point, it's about one o'clock in the afternoon. You want to go like check in on Carl? He is not awake. Is he alive? He's breathing. Does he look it's like just he's... eight hours later? He's not awake yet. You head over to him and you just gently put a hand on his shoulder and you don't like shake him awake, but you mm -hmm. just like a, a gentle like nudge. Mm -hmm. He does kind of shoot up. And he's still like real groggy and out of it. I would like kneel down to be like at eye level, so he's like, I'm right, like, yeah. I'm like, hey, uh, I was headed out, but um, I just wanted to offer if if you would like, I could. You look pretty rough, my friend, and give you a little bit of extra boost for today. Um, I was just gonna head out, but obviously I don't want to intrude. Also, I know you've been working really hard for us and like doing a lot of yeah. things. I'm giving him reassuring nods. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't have a problem with that. Cool. Um, and he just, he's kind of just sitting on the edge of the bed while you do what you do, and he it reaches over to the nightstand and like picks up his phone and he like really groggily just kind of like wipes his eyes and looks down at the phone and is like swiping on some stuff. Oh shit! It's like two o'clock! Yeah. Why don't you guys wake me up? What do, you, what do you mean? You don't have to work on it all the time, friend. We have You have plenty of other projects and never- Yeah, but I went, to, I went to bed early last night so that I could get sleep so that I could get up early to start working on it again. Yo, Carl, you slept eight hours. That's a normal human cycle. Last time I checked, you're human. He looks at his phone again. Do you not remember? What time did you guys come home last night? I, like four or five yeah, in the like morning. Yeah, it's like four or five o'clock in the morning. And he's, he like, he puts his phone down and he kind of sits up. He doesn't say anything, he's just kind of like looking downward. Inside. <laughs> um, that is a 19 plus six, that's a 25, friend. Yeah, um, you pieced together some of like the vague conversation that you had with him last night. Now, in this new context, it you're fairly certain that he may or may not have thought that it was a completely different time and possibly different day than what mm -hmm. you guys all know it to be. 
Uh, whether or not he's lost track of time or something else is going on, he seems a little befuddled by all of this. Um, I'm gonna put 15 yeah. into him because he seems like he needs it. Right, <laughs> and this is your healing Yeah, my light. lay on hands. Oh, lay on hands? Okay. Yeah. yeah, you've done some heals into him, and if you use five of it, it yeah. will cure I was gonna, a poison. Or I think I have use. to use one of my five to do that, so I guess yeah. I would probably use one of the five for that and, and then heal him, heal him for 10. Okay, so you, you use so 15 total. total. Uh, the first five you dump into him, and he immediately reacts by like pulling back and he kind of goes like, ah, and like grabs the side of his head, I like right on the temple. I immediately just... touch him again, and <laughs> I want to do wisdom and insight to know what that was, what he's reacting to from. I want to make an arcana check on Yeah, both of you guys can do that. Would it be an arcana then? Oh, uh, no, you can do. Uh, well, I fucked it. 19 <laughs> for me. 19? Okay. I guess mine was an insight, so that's a nine. You know, magic and spells are kind of different in this world where like wizards do spells but then like your party is capable of just inherent magical feats mm -hmm. right um so you're looking at this from a wizarding perspective of like the different types of elements that every spell fits into yeah and a recoil like this could happen when a person is too embroiled in or is too consistently around a specific element and then is met with the opposing element. Because like, you know, there's like all kinds of different studies and research that would suggest that every person or every spirit of a person is inherently closer to different elements based off of like personality and things like that. It could also be about environment and location people could have negative effects like this. Even something as simple as like when people get headaches and there doesn't seem to be any real reason, it could be because they've been surrounded too much by a specific element and now they're being introduced to another one and they're kind of like conflicting it's inside like that person. Almost. Kind of, yeah. His seems a, a bit more severe than most people would be dealing with. Well, I'd assume it's, I know, and they do yeah. radiant damage or radiant right. energy. Yes, that ra that radiant energy mm -hmm. would have this effect on someone who is, is being connected by some type of dark element. Some ne so necromancy. This. So yeah. in that case, you put the other ten into him after this, mm -hmm. just as a quick like, okay, this is really <laughs> bad. I need to keep going. Yeah. It, you can tell it still hurts him, but he mm -hmm. is starting to get used to that pain and is kind mm -hmm. of trying to work his way through it. Mm -hmm. Tell me what you've learned. I, I think I might have a better understanding of how it works mm -hmm. um, and where it gains its power and I think I might be on a I think I might be close to a real breakthrough when it comes to understanding what these uh, boogeymen are <laughs> and where they come from. I smile a little at, our, at the terms. <laughs> I'm like, oh yeah, that is what we called them. <laughs> that is what we called them. Nice. But really, I'm guys. I'm I'm fine. I just I haven't been sleeping as much as I should, and I'll start paying attention to time and food and <laughs> other things. I just I've been really into this new thing. I, we're at the forefront of something that people have never experienced before. Have you met Luke? Uh, yeah, they had. They met before. They did. I reintroduce him to Luke. <laughs> Luke. Luke lives here. <laughs> Luke's a real knowledgeable guy, and um, hang out with him every once in a while. Just 
come down, eat some breakfast with him. It might be really useful to have Luke work with Carl yeah. as kind of... Because Luke... he's an ex-paladin. Well, no, because he was there and before. Mishka was killed by these things, so he can put... He can put context like a, on... Yeah, a, like realism to what Carl's, look, Carl's right. looking at everything. Carl's just looking at vast power and has no like, content <laughs> of being like, this, right. yeah, this like, has killed a bunch of people. Right. Hypothetical research as opposed to Luke, who is more like an in-the-field kind of guy. Right. Also, super important information. Have you guys ever talked to Luke about the fact that you still have this dark wood? Nope. That's nope. a good conversation to have. Because uh, this would be the point where Luke yeah. is like outside of the door, kind of like looking in the room, like not... Not wanting to intrude on hole, this thing, because he doesn't like know Carl right. very well. But when you're talking about this dark wood, and he starts, you know, coming into the room a little bit more and asking like super non-evasive questions to eventually get to the point where you guys aren't talking about. <laughs> I stand up and I step back and step towards him, and I'm like. We are actually discussing that, and I'd like to talk to you about it, if we can. There's reasons we've looked at it, and there's a reason that we need your help. We're trying to gain research on, inevitably, how to destroy it, or how to make sure that it can't ever manifest again. Based off what I've learned, the best way to deal with these things isn't to destroy them, but to lock them away forever. Some stuff like this, there isn't a way to destroy them. Is that how the paladins interact with these things? They have a way of locking them away? Some of them, yes. There's a really big warehouse full of lots and lots of crates. <laughs> one janitor. Because <laughs> <laughs> so, we still don't know a whole lot of how they internally work, right. besides the pairing thing. Yeah. Some of the more powerful artifacts are locked away in-house. They mm -hmm. have a specific location where they take them. Not even I know where that is. Good. But <laughs> <laughs> some of the... Higher ranking members of the Paladins, however, know where it is and work with some of these artifacts or at least study them. Some of the members of the Paladins that can be relied upon to work security, they, they know of the places but don't really work closely with them. Um, it all depends on how, which side of the pairing they come from, usually. Side of the pairing? Because I don't think he's gone into that specifically, right? Right. We've discussed this briefly before, but the paladins tend to work in groups of two. One is used as a field agent that is supposed to protect the other, the other side who knows all of the protocols and knows all of the typings of creatures and artifacts that we could stumble upon. I assume we got the field agent. Um, no. We got the knowledgeable one. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got the winner! <laughs> also, another significant difference is that they, the security member is usually a non-believer, atheist, or sometimes agnostic, but the other side is usually people of the faith. We don't really know what the purpose of that is, but they've been doing it like that for a while, so we always just assume it, it's just tradition. That's fascinating. There's probably a lot about your world that we don't know about. <laughs> <laughs> and there's a lot about my world that I don't know about. Um, I wasn't a very high-ranking member, so I don't know a whole lot. I just know the basics. I believe that the reason that the Paladins don't 
go about destroying things like this is because they're worried about what it is that could escape. Can I go over and take a look at the box with the deep dark wood in it and... Yeah. You head up into Carl's lab, come up through the hole into the lab. This room reeks of darkness. Mm -hmm. There is something unpure about this whole room. It just reeks of evil. Mm -hmm. It does become difficult to get closer when you're about halfway into the room. Wow. you are able to make your way to the box. You would have found when going through all the paperwork and stuff, a moment on one of these pages where he, he doesn't have like perfect handwriting, but mm-hmm. it's at least legible. Uh, and then about halfway down, it stops being legible. Mm-hmm. And you think like, oh, you know, maybe he's just getting tired as he goes on. And you realize that he's not writing I cast Comprehend Languages! (laughs) Yeah, I guess To understand his crazy chicken scratch. Yeah. Very easily able to decipher this language after going across and like scanning all of it. It seems to just be a continuation of what he was writing, but Mm -hmm. for about half a page or so, he was no longer writing in a standard alphabet. He was just writing in some weird other but I don't language like, that you have never seen before. And there's no like reference for knowing what that language is or anything of like what its root is from or any... Mm-hmm. You yeah. have not seen anything like this before. I make a note to self <laughs> to remember everything that I've seen written in that weird fucking chicken scratch. And uh, I take a picture, put it all back the way it needs to be, because I remember exactly <laughs> how it was. <laughs> um, Benjamin, you would be coming into this room but not to check on Sebastian, but following Carl. Because he's going. Because he's going into the lab now at this point. Okay. Carl walks into the lab past Sebastian to the other side of this island and reaches through the black box. And the, the metal material that the box is made out of kind of turns almost liquid-like as his hand goes through it and he reaches inside and pulls out the staff. We can't get rid of it yet because there's still so much that we need to learn about it. I'm not trying to take it. We're not trying to take it. We're just trying to make sure that you're being careful with it because... I'm being careful with it. Yeah, but look how passionate you are about it. <laughs> Carl, you haven't been this passionate about anything since you first learned about magic. You guys all watch as this bright white flash appears around the area of where Sebastian is standing. His radiant bow materializes into his hand and quickly like pulls his arm up over his head and around back at the ring. <laughs> what am I feeling when this happens? Uh, <laughs> am I hearing my god? What's what's I, going on here? You don't hear anything. You don't experience anything other than your hand is quickly jetted back around and you're now pointing mm-hmm. this bow at at Carl or at the thing? Carl, or well, the it looks like it's at Carl, but it's definitely the staff. Am I able to point it at the point it just down, so it's like um, not directly? Yeah, at him? you've got you've got to put a little bit of uh, force behind it, but you are able to pull it downward a bit. Mm-hmm. It it seemed to temporarily act of its own accord. I open my <laughs> book and I'm just standing there. <laughs> You're like, like oh, waiting. <laughs> I'm just gonna make sure nothing I don't want happens. Carl 
quickly takes a step backwards and kind of like puts the scepter on the other side of him, putting himself between whatever's Whoa. about to happen. And he like shoots his hand forward and generates just a standard shielding spell. I immediately, as I have it up and he does that and I drop it down a little bit, I say, nobody move. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be clear, this was unexpected. <laughs> and I want there to be no sudden movements. I am not pointing this at you. I am pointing it at the staff and I would like you to put it down, please. Carl's face seems to give off the vibe like you're coming across a little condescending to him. Oh, shove it with all the deity crap, all right? I'm tired of it. Guys, look at yourselves. You are a holy man threatening an innocent man who's just trying to help us, and you are a goddamn scientist threatening <laughs> a fucking gargoyle. Are you out of your goddamn mind? <laughs> I'm gonna physically step in between the two um, and say, now you're both threatening me. And I know that you don't want to kill me. At least I don't think you want to kill me. <laughs> you're, you're looking at Carl and it, you can see that like some of the glyphs on this magical shield are slowly changing over time subtly. Uh -uh. Uh, to the point that like you're probably the only person who notices that it seems to be changing from just a standard defensive spell to like a counter spell, mm. where if this were to fire off and hit the shield, it could be pretty bad for everyone in this room. Okay. Except for Carl. Right. <laughs> I, I want to I look at Carl. I'm holding my book in front of me. I'm like, Carl, Sebastian's not able to stop himself. I can't stop Sebastian like I can stop you. I'm asking you, as a friend, Please put it back in the box. Just till we get the gargoyle out of the room. I'm just trying to protect myself and my sleep. research. Oh. I change his shield spell to sleep. <laughs> um, yeah, because you can... I right. change shield to sleep. Sleep. Um, and then as he does that, I will uh, walk over, take a pair of tongs, pick up the wood. Just an arcana? Uh, 21. Okay, yeah, you are easily able to do this, and uh, this defensive shield that he has been holding up in front of him cracks and then evaporates into these, like, spores that, like, cover him, and he just kind of real... Just <laughs> <laughs> he hits the ground, and the staff goes like... And it's just laying on the ground. I'm going to put my body in between the staff and Sebastian. Okay. So that Sebastian cannot see it. Yeah. And I'm like, Sebastian, the leave the room. Can I take him with me? If you're talking about Carl, the answer is no. <laughs> I can't I trust you with him. Step outside the door yeah. and Give say... Give me a strength check. Okay. <laughs> I guess athletics, if it, it whichever one's... If you have that, mm -hmm. you can use that as well. 19. Okay. You are able to forcibly pull this bow out of the room. Mm -hmm. And once you're out of the room, it falls apart into particles and mm -hmm. is no longer there. And you are able to walk outside. And I immediately go, Sammy! <laughs> I turn to Sean and I say, can you pick up that? Uh, wait, I don't know if I want to have him do that. <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Aye, aye, let's I go. Like, can you pick? Never mind. I've got, he needs my help. <laughs> like, it's, it's, I don't why? need his help. 
Yeah. I real quick catch you the fuck up. Like, I'm yeah. like, so. But the evil dark one. I got it. Catch you up on what happened and be like, you need to go in there and help. Either a move Carl away from out of there. You should go to the shrine and get like a direct line to uh -huh. your Lady of Sorrows. We'll come get you when something is sorted out here. Um, so at this point, Benjamin and Sammy are up in the lab. Everyone else is down on the second floor. Elwood appears in this room and starts slowly walking around Benjamin and Carl and the staff. One of his forearms is kind of just Forgot playing with his chin. Yeah, just a quick recap of what Elwood looks oh, like. Yeah. He's a very large wolf-like creature, blue matted fur, four arms, uh, fairly tall, and the snout and some of the first part of his head is skeletal, where there's like no skin or fur or anything. He's just a super fancy looking Rakshasa. He is examining the situation and the staff you should get that staff. It's not a good idea for it to be around them. They can't handle it. They're both humans. This is going to keep getting worse. Well, I, I respond that Benjamin and Sean aren't humans. Is that what you mean? Or do you mean Carl? <laughs> I'm talking about Carl. I wouldn't trust, I wouldn't trust Sean to pick it up either. <laughs> I'll go over and I'll pick up the staff. Um, okay. I'll pick it up pick off it up. the ground. That way it's not... Loose. I would, I would let Sammy do that, because I don't really know what Sammy would like, do. Like, and you don't know about Elwood or any of that. Well, right, yeah, yeah. I go over and pick it up, like, where do I put this? And I, like, vaguely make a gesture at the box, but I'm like, I... The box has folded up and is now basically like this <laughs> yeah. jet black coaster on the table. Yeah, I kind of, like, vaguely gesture that, and I'm like, well, that's... Put the, it in whatever that is. That's the container. You're poking the... You gotta poke him if you want to... Don't poke him with that. Um, Sammy, you see Elwood holding the staff on the other side of the room. But I don't he's have holding it, it and he's just looking at it. Okay. I'll just and he's just examining it. I don't think we should give it to the paladins because their system is a bit flawed when it comes to the storage of evil artifacts. At any moment, any of this stuff could break loose and it would be havoc. Uh, but you also can't trust the Enclave because who knows what they're going to do with this. So best case scenario, we should, we should keep it. <laughs> <laughs> we should, we should Sammy, have the powerful. Yeah. Got something on your mind? <laughs> I roll insight on my yeah, Elwood friend. On your own also, head. Yeah. <laughs> own I know head. I'm not there, but. Uh, 17. 17? Yeah, it sounds like, well, of course you would say that, Elwood. Listen, Benjamin and Carl are both humans. They won't be able to comprehend this power. They will be corrupted by it. Sebastian is too close to the light to understand the purpose of even keeping something like this. The Dulahan is the worst possible for <laughs> anyone that we know who should hold on to this. You are the only person who is close enough to this specific kind of evil that you can hold on to this and nothing bad would happen. I've seen The Hobbit. I know that eventually something bad would happen. We are cut from a different kind of cloth than the rest of your allies here. <laughs> Luke is also human. We should also not give it to the giant rock man because even he would be corrupted by this kind of thing. And we do not want a giant sentient wrecking ball to have this kind of power. 
Do you think that we could destroy it? Or do you think that... Destroying it is a bad option. That's a bad idea. Destroying it should be the last thing on our mind. I guess I'll, I'll, I'm like saying this out loud like to Benjamin. Like, not everything is in our pay grade and some things might be out of it. This might be one of those things where we thought we could handle something like this and research it. But really, we need to hand this over to like professionals who no. work with this kind of thing. You're being stupid. Look at the big picture. I say that Elwood. What power could I gain from this staff? That Other than ruin and destruction and death. He appears suddenly much closer to you and right <laughs> up on you. Sammy Friedson, are you thinking about the powers that you could get from this staff right now? No! <laughs> I, I did not have to do much coaxing to get that response. Then he disappears. I'm exasperated by his influence in my life. <laughs> exasperated by my friends. <laughs> but also, I asked for him to come and show up and say hi. Right. I seem fine. I'm just like, I just need some place to put this thing, right? Like, we're just looking at how to figure out how to open this box to put it away. Sammy, go ahead and give me... A will save? Yeah. God damn save. it. It's a 19. There's like a very small hollow space inside the staff where it's just this black ichor. Hmm. And you notice that and nothing happens. <laughs> <laughs> Sebastian is downstairs in the shrine and you kneel down and begin to pray. And after a few moments, you open your eyes and you find yourself on a cliffside during sunset in front of this very large cathedral building. And you head inside and down the stairs to the small waiting pool where there is a very large woman knelt down, still with her arms held aloft by chains connected to the ceiling. She doesn't look as bad off as she has in the past. Um, she doesn't seem to be in so much pain and she doesn't seem to be sweating from said pain either. Her hair is not like matted to her face anymore. She seems a lot better. There's a bit more color in her skin. I walk into the pool and, um, and I look up at her and I say, I've never had you move my hand so clearly and never felt so unsure. I'm sorry, Sebastian. I didn't have any other choice. That scepter is extremely dangerous. It needs to be dealt with. And the only way that I can think to do that in a safe manner that doesn't harm you or your friends is to destroy it from the inside out with my light. I want to do that. I don't want to do that at the expense of an innocent. I'm worried about him. Me too. I'm afraid of what he might do if he is not stopped or at least controlled in some way. Separating him from the artifact doesn't seem to be making things better. Do you think though, if it were destroyed from the inside like you were talking about, if we purged it from here, would he, with time, perhaps return to safety and health? That all depends on who Carl is deep down. This obsession with this darkness could just move on to something else. Do I need help? Am I powerful enough to do that? That, Sebastian, is something that I do not know. It's something we'll have to find out, I suppose. Before you go, I would like to thank you for 
what you've been doing for me in the city. The shrines have been helping. I'm glad those that need you are seeing you. Gabriel is excellent, but is there someone else among the mythicals that I can, that also knows you? Sebastian, me? you are the first person in a very long time that I have been able to speak to and bring here. There are no other mythicals that I hold to such a high regard. You are the only champion that I have. Then I will do my best to do your will. There's an evil staff I have to obliterate. Hopefully with your presence. I understand. <laughs> your friends need you. You should return to them. Uh, as, I'm, as I step out of the pool and sort of wash my face one more time, and as I'm sort of walking out those doors, I stop and I turn and I, again, sort of say, I know I say this almost every time, but watch out for my friends if you can. Walk out the giant slab doors. Uh, yeah. So everyone at this point is probably just about reconvening on the mm -hmm. second floor, except for Sammy, you're still up uh, in the lab. Well, I got to meet yeah, her I'm up not going to take the staff out of the lab, and I'm not right. going to okay. set it down. Everyone is here. on the second floor, yeah. like right at the bottom of the stairs, looking up at the hole into the yeah. lab. Who is, who's going, everybody? I, uh, I'm going up there. I would stop you from going up there because last time you tried to destroy somebody. I demand that you stay down here. Let me go up there. <laughs> <laughs> I stop for a second. I say, that's All right. That's um, <laughs> also, though, that needs to be destroyed, and I think I can do it. And I think it needs to be destroyed before Carl gets anywhere near it again. Well, I agree. <laughs> through the hole. I don't want to bring it down there, but I also agree that we should destroy it. Do not, under any circumstances, um, let them destroy we that staff. I definitely think we should destroy it. <laughs> I have a lot of red flags going on. I destroy the staff. Wolfgang doesn't have a phone, does he? No. <laughs> he doesn't even have like a pink uh, do smoke you guys, You guys do know that he said that if you ever need to get in contact with him to go through Gira. Worst guys, case scenario, you blow up the staff, a thing comes out of the staff, we fight that thing. Mm -hmm. I drink that thing. Right? <laughs> I turn to you and I say, you do not turn that thing. <laughs> or it kills us all. I mean, there is that option. I beat it once, right? I mean, I mean, you beat a subdivision of it. You did not defeat it. Yeah, but we're, you know, we've been around the block, block a couple once. of times since. Regardless, have the cell available but I have like other stuff. I have a whole, I pull out from my belt, I'm like, I have these now! <laughs> my holy torture game happens! Yes. <laughs> I see that, which can I, I didn't know you had, and yeah. I go, well, there's your fucking answer! Can I, can I history slash religion? stick down, man! And <laughs> can yeah, I, do it. I get advantage on this or anything? Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Can you yes, take you a do. look at these things that have been, uh, in my know, back pocket? Punctured my flesh in the last 24 hours. So you, bo name? you both know for sure that these are blessed artifacts from a long time ago. Mm -hmm. Sebastian, you would definitely be able to place it in the era of the Crusades and that these mm -hmm. uh, were probably tools of, of torture. You're not super sure on whether or not the Crusaders knew what they were doing, or if they just kind of accidentally stumbled across some stuff that was Super true, but they didn't like know for sh like, mm -hmm. these are blessed artifacts, mm -hmm. and they didn't really know for sure 
Or they could have been that time's version of paladins and knew exactly what they were doing. Mm -hmm. If you did just a regular wisdom check, and Benjamin, you did like an arcane, um, you guys could work together yep. in a way of, you carve up the staff, and Benjamin, you make sure that it doesn't kind of start seeping out where it shouldn't. Yeah. A 12? 12? 18. 18. He's a little more important. Totally. <laughs> so, totally. Um, yeah. We go downstairs. Yeah, we, we go leave. into the warehouse. We cover up the earth spot. We move all the furniture. Uh, <laughs> you guys stand in the middle. Hang also, on. I'm going to move a bookcase in front of Carl's door. I would oh, say me? I'm standing back. You're yeah. like, so far away from yeah. me. I also like. One single tear for all that dark power that's being destroyed, and you're like, It's okay, I got my. I'll get the next oh, one. Yeah. <laughs> nobody, nobody had any holy water, did they? No. 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 So you channel. Mm -hmm. A divine smite I do through indeed. this blessed artifact, and you begin to carve away at this staff. Benjamin, you are able to hold back some of the uh, dark magic that is attempting to seep out of the staff, and this bright white light emanates from the contact. It kind of looks like you're doing some like arc welding, yeah. where there's like that just super bright white flashes like as you're slowly cutting, and it's like making that sizzling popping sound as you're slowly totally. cutting through this evil. And eventually the stick gives way and you have cut it through. And these two separate pieces slowly melt, as similar to what you've seen when you fought the boogeyman and it pulls on the ground and begins to harden. You bend down and you go to touch it and it just kind of starts crumbling apart and becomes almost ash-like. It seems to have lost all a dark essence that you have felt just being around it. I will scoop it up into like a vial or jar or something. I take uh, back all my torture tools and I put it back in the thing and I pack it back. <laughs> I mentioned to you, I'm like, hey, hey uh, that felt that? pretty intense. Also, those are definitely holy and why do you have them? And also, are you okay? I, do you want to talk like, about it? I like lift up my bandages where he took like two inch long strips of my flesh off and I'm like, these are mine, I earned them. She earned them. <laughs> definitely earned them. I moved the bookcase. At this point, the spell seems to have wore off on him, but he's just back to natural sleep. Now um, he's no longer being powered by an evil piece of darkwood. Ben will answer the door. Ben goes over to answer the door. And Greetings, Victor. Yep, it's Victor. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's been a busy day. <laughs> Victor quickly walks inside. He closes up his umbrella and takes off his sunglasses and starts like taking off all these layers of coats and stuff. I really saying his greetings to you guys. And he realizes that like all the furniture is like pushed off into the, every corner of the room and he's like, what's going on? <laughs> he's got uh, a little bit of housekeeping to attend to, but we've called you here to talk about the fabled dawn. Oh. We understand they've reached out to you before? Yes, they recently contacted me. They wanted some help collecting some synth for some of their vampire members. I'm not uh, working with them, so I don't really know how much I can tell you about their organization, but... Uh, we know a little bit about their organization. Um, did you deny them in any way? Yes, I don't... After all of the work that we put into getting me 
on the throne, I really don't want anyone in the city finding out that I'm connected to some group of zealots. I support the banding together, but this is this is violence. This is they're going to They're radicals. They're killing we're innocent, we're killing innocent people. I should speak with the elven factions in this city and see what they want to do about this. There's no pack leader or anything like that for the werewolves anywhere near Newgorn City, so the closest thing to that would be the people who run the Fabled Dawn. I was gonna be like, Charlie? <laughs> well, yeah. about those Deacon two? and the Kelterwood, I mean, he's, he's deep, but I mean... I, I don't know the werewolves up in Kelterwood personally. I know, I know of them. Our thinking was that we could provide the Fabled Dawn with these resources as an alternative okay. to their violent means and go, look, you, you don't have to work with the humans at all. You can work with us mythicals and get the things that you need that you would be getting from the humans and we can exist cohesively. This could work. If you already have an inn with some of the werewolves up in Kelterwood, you should definitely go speak with them. Uh, in the meantime, I can go speak with the elven factions and see if we can come to some type of agreement. If all three groups can come together and decide what's the best course of action to deal with the Fable Dawn. So we're calling a council. We're getting the elves involved, the vampires. The we werewolves. should. I, I've been working really hard on trying to make some alliances here, and I don't want to step on any toes by striking down an organization that might be fueled by one of these other factions. Entirely yeah. possible. A fella who might be a toe that got a little stepped on. Weaver. Weaver. <laughs> a fella named Weaver. Weaver? <laughs> you guys know Weaver. Oh. Well, <laughs> oh. everybody chuckles. <laughs> Sammy does not chuckle. <laughs> Everyone else is like, hey, 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 do we know Weaver? And I'm like, Sebastian didn't chuckle. Sebastian saw what those fucking things were. <laughs> like, you've heard his name before? Uh, yes. Well, we managed to, uh... Humiliate him. Well, uh, humiliate is, is a strong... A is, way a, is a way to put it. <laughs> <laughs> Victor, Weaver was torturing me last night. I beat him up, chained him to a chair, took all his clothes, and I took his stuff. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you might be upset about that. He's also a prominent, very old elf, so... Just so All you right. know. To be clear. I'll, maybe I'll, not drop my name anywhere. I will tread lightly. Gotcha. How do we stop the Von Cross from capitalizing on this press to the humans? There's a lot of things that happen in this city that the humans don't know about, and this would be one of those things. The Von Cross would never even hear of this, let alone be able to benefit from it. I should go quickly, then. Yeah. This seems like a dire matter. We need to know whether or not... We can trust the other leaders of the city. Do we give Victor a magic page? Yeah. If you, you ever need us, yeah, if you know here, you activate you this go. thing, and then we come... We show up. Okay. Yeah, I'll, he'll, t he'll take one, and us. you give him the rundown of how it works yeah. and everything. Yeah. As quickly as he showed up, leaves to go speak with the elves, leaving you to set up a meeting with Wolfgang so you can show him the remaining Darkwood and also take him to the location where you found the Darkwood in the first place. Then you guys are gonna stop by the Goldilocks to see if you can find out what happened to Arthur, make sure he's okay. Then you're going to head out into Kelterwood, 
speak with Deacon and the other werewolves who live up there to the north. All of that stuff is going to play out, and the first thing that we're going to stop on is the Goldilocks. I'd say yeah. drink. Yeah. Or two? Sammy, <laughs> <laughs> I've been noticing you've been drinking a little heavier. Right? <laughs> oh, no. You guys head inside of the bar. There's a few people in here, but not many. Yeah, I'll walk up to the bar and ask if Arthur has been in. There is a younger woman, probably in her mid-twenties or so, and she says, uh, no, sorry, Arthur's on vacation right now. Uh, can we help you with something? Uh, just a, just had a delivery for him. It had to get in his hands directly. No worries. Thank you. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Little boy. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped down like $30 and I'm like, oh, like three doubles. <laughs> I, sit down, I sit down next to Sammy and I'm like, I want to talk to yeah, sure, you. Cranberry sure, juice? you can have one. <laughs> I'll drink the other. I two. take one of the doubles and I pour it into my cranberry juice and drink my cranberry juice with my stone mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, where does it go? No one Nobody knows. knows. <laughs> you are approached by a large figure from the back of the bar, and you realize that it is Benjamin's old glamour. Oh my god. Friends! Friends! <laughs> <laughs> he still talks with the same cadence, it's just not like that weird, gravelly, like rocky kind of sounding voice. What are you doing here? Uh, we just haven't been in a long time looking for a friend of ours, but how about you? You said you still working fine? Finding plenty? <sighs> What led still, you here? Still looking. No movement? This only lead. Um, what? He, he kind of like leans in and like whispers, he's like, place named after her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's, that's, why, Sebastian he, that's has, why he's here. Sebastian stops for a that's second. Why it's he's just here. like, oh, sweet summer child. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the right place. It hasn't led him wrong. Exactly, because <laughs> Faye think they're smart. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so good. Owner know her. Have you tried to find him? Did he, he talk to you? Looking, no find. Makes. Well, let us... <laughs> it's weird talking like that, but with the normal. <laughs> it's just Kevin from the office. <laughs> Where he's like, me no sick, me do work now, do good work. We know where Arthur lives, right? We've been there. Uh, yes, you have. We went there once. It's, a, it's an apartment complex across the street. Very, I go very there with go someone like me who shouldn't mm -hmm. be in a bar. You guys stay with Baz. As you're like getting up from the bar and I assume slamming that last shot, I'm like, a little bit of a shoulder squeeze. I'm like, you good buddy? <laughs> I'm fine. Do I um, think you a constitution <laughs> Yes. It's not gonna hit you right away, but we're gonna just Can see how you hold Can I guidance you as that. I touch you? I do the guidance? Yeah, a 19. I'm good. You're good. You've got guidance anyway. You've done this before. <laughs> I'm performing a bit of an experiment. If I'm a little drunk, is Elwood a little drunk, or is he fine? Elwood seems to be fine right now. He's fine? He's... Mm -hmm. okay. Hey. I give you an unreassuring thumbs up. <laughs> You're just like, hey. Thanks. But I have, like, I have no idea what you're hinting at, and no, it's, it's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. I'm nine. Um, <laughs> Baz's really bad at this. Why do you say that? <laughs> I'm drinking my cranberry juice. <laughs> Tell me about it. I looked everywhere. Where'd you look? You looked here. Mm -hmm. 
Did you look anywhere else? <laughs> yes. Where? <laughs> Went to all places where she used to go. Like, have, have you tried talking to any of her people here? I don't know. Did she have, like, a fey contact she was supposed to have here, or...? Try to find them. No one around. So, correct me if I'm wrong, Baz, not only has she... So, she's disappeared, but the framework of, that they set up of the, the fey that she was supposed to work with here are also missing? People she close to can't find. Which people? Who are you looking for specifically besides her? She know owner. Owner yeah. not here. Meet friend of owner. He gone too. What friend? A uh, man named Colin. Colin's missing. Is now. When did you last <laughs> Was talk? Was here, not no more. When did you talk to him? Yesterday. Okay. Today. Okay. Day before that. God damn it. <laughs> He's so but, hey, man, yeah, he doesn't yeah. know time. Sebastian has a moment where he's, he's like, yeah. He's also a rock. He thinks in, like, Eob. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's where Sebastian's like, right, I forgot. Oh, oh fuck. I'll back away from this conversation. <laughs> and, like, and just sit across the room and see who is overly interested in what they're talking about. Uh -huh. Sebastian, you would at some point, like, glance over your shoulder because Sean backs away from the conversation. And during that time... You see an, an older guy, maybe in his 60s, shorter, kind of stocky old man, mm -hmm. big beard, is specifically, like, really intently looking over, and when you lock eyes with him, he quickly, like, looks down and grabs his beer. <laughs> just drinks his beer really quickly. I want to, very quietly, in Terran, don't be alarmed. <laughs> yeah, but like, don't be alarmed, but there is somebody listening to our conversation. Baz turns around. God damn it, Baz! Don't look! <laughs> uh, but like kind of aggressively, he immediately notices just like a quick like reaction from the old man. And I'm like, chill, buddy. <laughs> we talked to him, knows more than what he lets on. Perhaps he doesn't mean harm though. That's the old man gets up and starts quickly making his way to the front door. Uh I pat Baz. Is there a side door? Uh, there is a back door into like that that back alleyway mm. on the side of the building, but that's like behind the counter. So you would just be like going <laughs> into the back of this. I'm, I'm, I'm be like, can I use your bathroom? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna rush behind there. And they're like, sir, wait, that's not where in the back. And then I just jog out the outside. <laughs> This is the bathroom, right? Run down that alleyway around the dumpster yeah. and around to the front entrance. Uh, actually, I get on my motorcycle that pops out of my chest. Yeah. <laughs> You're running, the, the, the horse bursts out, morphs into a motorcycle <laughs> mid-leap. You jump onto it yeah. and drive around to the front of the building. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. The old man opens the door and you guys are like quickly following mm -hmm. behind him and he is cut off by a man on a motorcycle. <laughs> Um, and I want to make sure that I'm between Baz and the dude at all times. Okay. Um, <laughs> and um, I'm, who would I'm I actually to motion to him and be like, hop on. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Give me a deception. Oh, Let's just see. Plus nine. Oh my god! <laughs> 28? <laughs> to be like, yo, you want to get out of here? <laughs> this old man immediately climbs onto this motorcycle and leaves with you. <laughs> Yeah, where do you drive this old man? Uh, basically, around, first around the block and be like, Woo, that was a close one. 
Thanks, man. I really appreciate it. I don't know what that guy is, but we gotta get out of here. Yeah. Don't mess with those rock elemental guys. They they pack a punch. Is that what that guy is? God damn it. What are you... Where are we going? I've got a Just place. Just get, get as far away from this I've place as possible. I've got a place. And I'm gonna go. All right, let's I'm go. go. I'm, I'm going towards the warehouse. <laughs> I kidnapped this the, man. In the direction of the warehouse. Yeah. Most people enter the warehouse, don't we? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> so you find a quiet location to pull over away from other mm -hmm. people in like a back alleyway somewhere. Mm -hmm. And this old guy hops off the motorcycle. You guys are well hidden and he drops his glamour and Ooh. is a small kind of like desaturated like purplish colored goblin man oh. who's maybe like foot and a half tall. I really appreciate it, man. I don't know what those guys were gonna do to me, but I I appreciate the help. It's cool. So you want a drink? Do you? Who are you? Without business card. <laughs> Which, for the record, I'm pretty sure is just a black card with the the logo on it. No other information. Uh, just a just a number. Just has a number. It's got like that black on black print, so you've got to like glisten it. Yeah, yeah, he takes the large index card from you. <laughs> Wait, in his, in his tiny he's little hands. It's like a large my calling card. card. He's like, whoa. As folds, if he's never seen a business card. Folds it up, puts it in his pocket. I'm like, I'm Sean from the old country. He's like, my name's Bork. <laughs> Are you in on all of this? Or did you, did you, you were just driving by and you did, you did a solid for... For, for, for well, look, when uh, us, Faye, we gotta stick together. He's like, D I mean, did you know those guys? I've seen him around. Nah. <laughs> I've seen him around. I see, I see a bit of everybody in this city. Do you know Arthur? I've spoken with him. I've delivered stuff for him. I helped him deliver some very important stuff. All right. So, all right. Okay. So you need to know this then. Those guys, that, that big guy? Yeah. He's looking for him. Are you need to find out what's going on because Arthur's gone right now. And who knows who this guy is or why he's looking for him. We got to look out for him. I like Arthur a lot. Are you, are you, are you like keeping an eye on him for Gira? He's like, you know Gira? I mean, I, I talk with Gira. I've like been in the same room as Gira, but I've never actually had a conversation with Gira. But I'm not doing this for Gira, I'm doing this for Teddy. For Teddy, oh Teddy, of course Teddy. you are. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> so I had this moment where he was like, he's like, some bad time. I'm like, oh, he's just some schmuck that's trying real hard to look out for a guy that's uh, so important to him. You, you drive with Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I do. Ah, <laughs> uh, I know Teddy. <laughs> you know everybody. Also, Teddy knows everybody. <laughs> Teddy also knows everybody. Right? Teddy's soccer. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I don't really know what's going on with Arthur, but Teddy told me to watch this guy. I can keep an eye on this guy for you, and you. And I'd appreciate it because he's like looking for me now, and I don't want uh -huh. anything to do with this. I'm gonna go see where they went. Do you need like to be dropped off like? Closer to Kelter Wood or something? Or are you like? No, you I'm good. I'm good. I You're can take good? care of myself. You're good. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, just tell Teddy it's gonna be all right. <laughs> it's like I'll go talk to him now. I'll let yeah. him know what's going on. If he's all confused about who who I am, just show him the card. He'll know. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> what was this guy's name? Blork. 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 He like climbs up on a box next to a. Uh, uh, what shit is he about to do right now? He like climbs up into a box next to a dumpster, opens up the lid, and he's like, I'll catch you around. And he dives in and his legs are like kicking and he like falls down in the dumpster. Because he's a box troll? 
Oh my god. Like, you hear them like slamming around in there for a bit and then it's just quiet. There's no sound inside the dumpster anymore. I'm gonna look inside the dumpster slowly. He's gone. He climbed inside this dumpster and he's gone. Okay. <laughs> I love goblins. <laughs> I just wanna be a goblin. <laughs> I just want to be able to 